Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. I'm George Kurtz. I'm in for Craig Mish today. Uh, hopefully, Craig uh, and Davis will be back tomorrow. We shall see. But it's just me for now. So it is what it is. We have some uh, breaking news here before we get to our headlines. Justin Fields has been announced as the starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the Chicago Bears. We have been waiting for this, right? Waiting for this for a really awful season long. Uh, Dalton, he didn't play terribly. He actually played better than I thought he would. But you got to go to Fields. I'm a big believer with the rookie quarterbacks that they start as soon as they show they're ready to start. Because really, with all these teams, with the exception of the 49ers, none were going to make it, uh, you know, go anywhere this season. None were going to make a threat this year. All right. So you want to get those quarterbacks, those rookie quarterbacks, to get rid of their rookie blues. Get rid of them this year. So you don't have to worry about it next year. Uh, Fields, yes. Has he looked bad at times? He was terrible. Was it week two or week three? But that was also they, – they didn't game plan for him. I think it almost seemed like Nagy was trying to make sure he failed. All right, so last week was better. It was certainly better. I know it was against the Lions, a terrible team here, but it was better. He got the ball down the field. Uh, Fantasy-wise, is this good for Allen Robinson? Probably not. Probably not. You're probably not going to get the value return for where you drafted him as a pretty much a wide receiver too. Like it will drop there. But I think Fields now will help. Let's say Damian Williams is not – anywhere near what Montgomery was in the running game. Well, Fields can make up for that. He'll give the defense something else to think about here. So I think this absolutely was the right move by the Bears uh, to name Fields the starter. And listen, probably good news for fantasy owners as far as out of the quarterback position as well. Gives you another quarterback out there that can do some damage. We know his floor is going to be probably 40 to 60 yards rushing per game here. So other uh, headlines for today. We got the National League wildcard game tonight. When it goes on, loser goes home here. Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer will take them out for their respective teams. Looking forward to this game. This is uh, one of the reasons why the Dodgers acquired Scherzer. Not that they necessarily needed him. I think Walker Bueller, Julio Urias would have done fine in this game as well. Wainwright has been, I don't want to say a revelation this season, but anybody see this year coming? This guy's 40 years old. He's been magnificent for the Cardinals tonight. And I'm a believer that the Dodgers can get past this game. If they can win this game, they win the. They at least go to the World Series. Maybe they don't win it, but they go to the World Series. But they got anything can happen in this one-game playoff here. So it's what I would worry about the most. You know, if I'm Gabe Morenci and I'm a Dodgers fan, getting past this game uh, should be a good contest tonight. Adam Wainwright versus Max Scherzer here. Uh, the Patriots are bringing back Jamie, Jamie Collins, who was released by Detroit. Uh, interesting move by the Patriots. Collins is the former Patriot, so he knows the system, so he should be fine, should be able to play and be productive right away. Do I think this is why they released Stephen Gilmore? No. No, I do not. I do not think this is why they released Gilmore. Still, uh, Collins gives them more depth at linebacker here, and Gilmore wasn't playing anyway, right? The defense was playing well, then Gilmore's been out with uh, due to injury, wasn't back uh, due back until after week six. So you could make a move that, you know, no harm, no foul here. So whenever it comes to Collins here, uh, Pages Davis will be stronger. Pages really, their issue is they still need to get better on offense here. I know Joe Pizzapia has speculated during the uh, first hour that maybe, maybe at the trade deadline, they will bring in some offensive help. I have my doubts about that. I have my doubts that you could find anybody who 
could really help you there. You know, maybe you can, maybe you can't. In the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets are unsure of the plan of uh, for Kyrie Irving, who remains unvaccinated and therefore cannot play uh, in New Jersey. Uh, that's the rules there, uh, New Jersey, uh, New, uh, Brooklyn. Did I say New Jersey? Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so let's know how big of an NBA guy I am. I'm still on New Jersey Nets there. But Kyrie Irving, uh, not allowed to play right now. You know, the rules in New York. So we'll see if that's changed. Uh, we've, we've seen that often through a, a couple of sports here. And if you're an NHL player, and this is going to affect the NBA by, as well, by the way, and you're unvaccinated, you can't play in Canada. All right. It's, it certainly affects more the NHL because there's more Canadian teams. Right. So what's something else to watch? If you're unvaccinated, you can't go to Canada. You know, not going to happen here. So we'll see what happens there. A uh, little, little wrinkle here with what's going on with COVID-19. And I'm a big believer in all these sports. doesn't matter which sport we're talking about. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, uh, the NFL. COVID is going to be rampant. It's not going to stop. We've seen it in the NFL, right? So many teams have had players who are out for COVID, can't play this week, maybe out two weeks. I'm a Cowboy fan, Texas. They've been crushed by COVID really all, se- all season long here. Just hasn't hit any of the big guys during the season. So we'll see what happens. Our last headline, Bryson DeChambeau will face off against Brooks Kepka in uh, in the match, uh, match number six, and we're calling it here. Uh, interesting. I thought these guys didn't like each other. You know, they were uh, brawling here. Maybe it'll make for some good TV. I, for one, don't necessarily watch these uh, matches. I think it's interesting, you know, to go heads to head, but it's, I'm not a big uh, fan of it here as far as that's concerned. So, like I said, the big news today was definitely Gilmore being released uh, by New England. The Cowboys released Jalen Smith last night. Technically, these releases aren't official until 4 p.m. Eastern, so it is what it is. After that, they can sign with any team. I don't know how much of a market Jalen Smith is going to have. His play has definitely deteriorated. He doesn't move very well. That injury from college, maybe he got a couple of years out of it, and now it's just, you know, it's not going to let him be that player anymore. Gilmore is going to have a lot of interest. Uh, I think the favorite for all of us is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They would have to finagle some cap room here, but that's where I think he's going to end up. They need cornerbacks like you wouldn't believe, and they should they should be going for it. You know, I don't know when Tom Brady's going to retire, but uh, we it'll be a finite amount. They should be going for it while he's there. So I think uh, it's a good chance he ends up there. Green Bay, the other Bay, would be another team I might look for, or maybe he goes to San Fran. 49ers could be looking for help in the secondary as well. So I'm George Kurtz. This is FST, and we will be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. I'm George Kurtz. I'm filling in for Craig Mish. Craig uh, is off today. I got to find out how Craig gets these days off. Uh, what is a day off uh, at Sports Grid? So good for Craig. He'll be back tomorrow. That's the only thing I can promise you is that Craig is back tomorrow. That's it. I have nothing else for you here. So uh, we're back here. And Brett Levy, once again, our esteemed producer, has some burning questions 
he needs to ask. Brett, what you got for me? Yeah, George, we've got some big week five fantasy questions that we need your help answering. So we'll start off in Atlanta where Cordell Patterson set the world on fire last week with three touchdowns seemingly out of nowhere. He's scored four touchdowns the last two weeks, George. So I ask you, is Cordell Patterson a must start? even in the early 9 a.m. London kickoff game against my New York Jets. I think it's a 9.30 a.m. kickoff, Brett, so uh, let's not wake me up a half hour earlier than I need to get up here. Uh, i got to tell you, this is probably – I don't mind the London games. I actually kind of like them, to wake up for them. Uh, you know, Maybe wake up a little early, go to the gym, get some breakfast, come home, and watch a game while I'm watching the uh, pregame shows. If you watch Countdown, you watch the NFL Network, whatever it might be. So I kind of enjoy that. But, man, Jets-Atlanta, really not the game I want to get up for. This is one of those games, Brett, where I would say this. If you have anybody on the Atlanta Falcons and you're not starting him in this game, why do you have him? Are you that deep? You maybe got no injuries? You know, you could be that guy. But we were, what did Joe Pizzi and I talk about earlier? Running backs are thin. Everyone's hurt here. You know, we're spending a lot of money on Damian Williams, maybe Samaje Perrine. Uh, we, we might have to go down as far as Chris Evans to cover running backs. And you have Cordero Patterson, you're not starting him. Uh, and that's just a fit for cover for injuries. You can make an argument that Cordero Patterson is better than the guys you drafted. He's having that kind of season. The Falcons are using him. They're not playing a great team here. Yes, there is some worry about playing in England. And, you know, things aren't, you know, prepared quite the same way. Different field, different country, different everything. Uh, but I can't imagine really too many scenarios where you have Patterson and you're not starting him. Even if you have two better running backs, you can't put him in the flex. Can't do that right now. You know, for the Falcons, yeah, they have problems. But that those problems are more on defense than offense. They will score some points here. I don't know if they're going to score 30-plus like they did last week. But I think the, uh, they'll score over 20. So there'll be three touchdowns. I got to think there's a good chance Patterson's getting one of them, plus the yards that comes with it. I think his floor is pretty high here. So, yeah, uh, he's about as close. For me, Brett, he's about as close to a must-start as I'm going to get in this game. And I'm probably starting Matt Ryan, too. You know, you're certainly starting Ridley. Kyle Pitts, maybe not. Maybe you can do better than him, but odds are you drafted Pitts to be a top six tight end, top six. So if you if you can get away from him, maybe you picked up Schultz. Maybe you're picking up Dawson Knox. We all offered him earlier. If you can get away, congratulations. But yes, to answer your question, Patterson, probably a must start this week. All right, George. We've got a few more questions for you. Our next one, we're going out to the desert. A.J. Green is having a renaissance season. He's recorded five receptions in each of his last two games. So, George, we have to ask, will A.J. Green get five-plus receptions in three straight games? Is this possible? Can he do it? Is he going to keep turning back the clock? Uh, I mean, boy, Arizona looks good. All right, Arizona looks good. Kyle and Murray uh, he's playing on another level right now. Now, we sort of saw this last season as well, right? Uh, where Kyler Murray and Arizona looked good in the early going before faltering late. Maybe that happens again. Maybe it doesn't. Right now, this offense is clicking on really all cylinders here. You're playing San Fran, a tougher defense. All right, good team. It's a big game for San Fran, right? You lost last week. You can't. You don't want to lose another game in that division. This is a huge game here. Arizona can sort of take over here if they can get some – you know, if they win – and if Seattle wins on Thursday night, they have at least a two-game lead here. So big game really for both teams. 
Hopkins, he's really the question here. I think one of the reasons why we've seen this resurgence from Green is because Hopkins has been banged up. So uh, he hasn't been able to get uh, as open. Or maybe the game plan just hasn't been around Hopkins. He's more of a decoy out there. And so Green's the guy. You know, and I could see that continuing this week again if Hopkins isn't ready. Now, the other factor in here for me is, well, if Trey Lance does start for San Fran. And we don't know if he will. But if he does, he may not have the greatest game. Could be more opportunities for Arizona on offense, right? Maybe they get an extra possession or two. So I am tempted to say yes, and I'm going to say yes. But I don't feel great about it, and I certainly wouldn't be betting on it. You know, that the prop was four and a half to get over five, I'm probably not betting on it. But I left a fantasy, yeah. I like his chances to get there. I just think the opportunities will be there. And I don't think Hopkins is going to be 100%. Not quite yet, Brett. All right. Well, I'm going back to the London game, George, really just to force you to say something nice about my New York Jets because they square off against the Atlanta Falcons who made Tyler Heineke look like a superstar last week. So, George, I have to ask you, is Zach Wilson a top 10, obviously, fantasy quarterback this week? Well, listen, Zach Wilson... You think about last week's game against Tennessee. He looked terrible early on, right? Was he two of seven, threw an interception the first couple of passes, and then he finished the game 19 of 27. All right? That, listen, that's good. Really good. Do I think he's turned the corner? I don't want to know if, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, where he's turned that uh, turned the corner, going to be, okay, now he's on his way to being the guy. I don't know if I want to go that far uh, yet. Top 10 quarterback. I mean, how many games... In England, have we seen high scoring? Not really many, right? We generally don't get those kind of games in England. The field's usually a little sloppy, so it's geared more towards, you know, blog games, uh, like old-time football. <laughs> generally, that's what it is in England here. Now, I'm the first to tell you that Atlanta's not a good team. All right, I think Zach Wilson, certainly in a super flex, you're starting him this week, no doubt. To be a top 10, though, there are a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean... Stafford and Russell Wilson, starting with Thursday night, I expect them both to be top 10. So now you look at the top eight to the Sunday quarterbacks for Zach Wilson. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. There are a lot of matchups here for lower-level quarterbacks. I think Daniel Jones puts up points against the Cowboys. I think Zach Wilson's going to have a tough time matching that, right? So who are we knocking out here to get him top 10? I mean, we think, we think Matt Ryan's going to score points against the Jets, right? So I think he'll uh, he'll put up points there. So I don't know here. I'm going to say no, Brett, that he's not going to be a top 10 quarterback this week, but he'll be top half. I'll give you top half, but not top 10. I think you got one more for me, Brett. I do, George, and I'll take top half and run. Um, so our last question, there are two 0-4 teams left, George. Both teams have juicy matchups this week. Uh, the 0-4 Jags play the 2-2 Titans, who got beat by my New York Jets last week. The 0-4 Lions play the 1-3 Minnesota Vikings. So, George, we'll ask you, will the Jaguars or Lions win this week? You know, when I first saw this question, I guess I read it real quick. And I'm like, uh, I thought it said, will the Jaguars or Lions win this year? I'm like, oh, that's a little harsh for, uh, for week five here. Will they win this week? The Jaguars are a mess, right? There's Urban Meyer thing that came up here and him apologizing to his team. And then we're hearing players behind the scenes saying they have no respect for him. Not good. Not good at all. I know Tennessee is banged up. We'll see what happens with Brown, with Julio Jones. Do they play? Do they not play? 
Uh, listen, I need them both to play. Uh, well, not, not so much Jones. I got Brown in a couple of leagues. Uh, he was already getting off to a slow start. I need him in there. Jaguars, I'm going to say no. They're not going to win this week. I just don't see it against Tennessee. Tennessee coming off that loss to the Jets. They know they have to win this week. Lions, they're not going to go winless. They'll win a game here. But against Minnesota in Minnesota, divisional game, no, no. So I don't think they're going to win either. I, I just don't – I said – if I had to pick which team would win, I'd probably say the Jaguars have a better shot because Tennessee is banged up. Lions, if they were playing at home against Minnesota, maybe. But Minnesota was poor last week. I think they come out stronger this week as well here. So I'm going to say no, Brett. Neither one of those teams gets a win this week. Sorry, uh, Jaguars. Sorry, Lions. Not going to be your week. Might be close games. You know, we get a moral victory there. So that's all I got, Brett. That's all I got for you. Fantasy Sports Today, I'm George Kurtz. We'll be back. Brett Levy and Joe and I will be back after this. Giving you your U.S. recommended daily allowance of the winning edge. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. Open wide. <laughs> this is the Sports SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. What a team we have here. George Kurtz, Brett Levy, so versatile. And, and the fact that Sports Grid gives you so much great content with so many great people, of course you should be following them on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere, at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. Nobody gets it done like we do. If the lines move, we're there. If news breaks, we're there. But you can only be there with us if you are following us on social media again at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Don't miss any bit of our programming. But if you do, it's a great place also to check out some of the little tidbits and some of the clips and some of the amazing work we're doing here to help you stay informed. Because we all know life happens sometimes, as it just happened to me 10 minutes ago. But luckily, I follow SportsGrid right here on my phone at all times. So I didn't miss a darn thing. So make sure you don't either. Enough football talk. Let's take a little break here. Actually, that's a lie. Never enough football talk when it comes to Joey P. But, George, a little baseball chat here. Uh, We've got a big matchup tonight with the Dodgers and the Cardinals. The Dodgers have played great baseball heading down the stretch. They'll be without Clayton Kershaw. I don't know how much of a surprise that really is to any of us. Uh, And the St. Louis Cardinals, really a a monstrous second half, really carried by a few stars, including the guy who's taking the hill tonight, Adam Wainwright. Before we even start to dig in, to this game tonight on FanDuel. I want to dig into your brain a little bit about your thoughts on this series as a whole and what these two teams have accomplished in 2021. I think we all expected the Dodgers to be there, but the Cardinals, George, is this a surprise to you? Oh, it's definitely a surprise to me. Uh, Joe, I don't know how you felt, but when the Cardinals made that trade at the deadline for Lester and Hap, I was like, (laughs) what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, 
Papasno was a home run guy, right? Boom, bang. That's what he was doing. He had Lester, another older veteran, uh, just eat up some innings. I mean, I thought, okay, they're just trying to placate the fans. That's all I really thought they were doing here. So they could say, and the media for that matter, oh, no, we added a couple of guys. We did try and go for it. Really, they weren't going for it. And those guys helped. They actually helped. Yes, it was more the offense. Tyler, I mean, I think O'Neill just hit two more home runs. Every game, it's like <laughs> Tyler O'Neill was hitting two home runs. Boom, boom. It, fantastic. Goldsmith playing like an MVP. Arenado mm-hmm. uh, is the guy they brought over here. So I thought the Cardinals, really a great story. Adam Wainwright, uh, I guess uh, I guess he did choose wisely as far as the fountain of the cup of youth or whatever they called that there, right? I guess. 40 years yeah. old and amazing, amazing. That being said, it's all going to end in about 10 hours. <laughs> wow. Okay. George is, George is on this. Well, let's, let's talk about Adam Wainwright. He's the starter of tonight's game. Uh, 17 and seven on the year, 305 ERA, 174 Ks, just a 106 whip. This is like vintage Adam Wainwright from like, I don't know, like 2013 or 14. It feels like, right. This is, this is an Adam Wainwright. We haven't seen in quite some time here, George, kind of a, a stunning turn of events, especially at this age. It's funny. We talked about Buster Posey. I feel like earlier in the season saying, Maybe that year off of 2020, that short season kind of did the old man some good. Do you think you can kind of attribute some of this success that 40-year-old Adam Wainwright had in 2021 to maybe just taking a step back last year and being a little bit more physically refreshed for the season in 21? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. Because uh, It dawned on me a couple of times. Well, maybe we should give more players a year off and then they'll be great the next year. <laughs> really, Probably more with Posey than anything else. I thought the same thing there. But the, my thing is this, I could see it. Okay, the first 100 innings, you're, 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 you feel refreshed, your body's good. But he's been good after that, too. And after that, you know, it does, I don't think that's, let's just give you that much of a break now after all these innings have added up. So I don't know what to tell you about Wainwright. I mean, good for him. Uh, he, he barely, in, in today's age of baseball, right, where everybody's throwing the ball 102 miles an hour, Wainwright barely hits 90. I think his average fastball mm-hmm. is 89.2 offhand. 89.2 in today's game, and he's getting guys out, and he's he's a pitcher. He is a pitcher. He will change speeds, move the ball up, down, in, out, doing a great job here. Uh, I think, once again, the Dodgers' biggest fear is this one-game playoff. Sure, one, anything, anything, anything weird can happen. Maybe Wainwright pitches a gem. A ball hits a base. Maybe your fielders don't catch the ball, whatever it might be. You know, Joe West is behind the plate tonight. Who knows? Maybe when Wainwright's on the mound, he has a refrigerator box as a strike zone. When you guys are up there, it's a cereal box. It's Joe West. Would anything truly shock you? Wouldn't shock no. me. We don't call no. him Cowboy Joe for nothing. Uh, and Thank God he's retiring is, uh, at the end of this year, George. Right, That's all I can season. say. Goodbye, Joe. We'll not miss you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. All right, let's see if we can hit on some of these FanDuel guys here tonight. Here's some of the pricing we're looking at for this NL wildcard game. Tonight, it's Trey Turner at shortstop at 9,600. Then you've got Paul Goldschmidt, who, uh, as you mentioned here, a great second half there. Got over 30 home runs again uh, for the, I don't know how many times in his career. $9,000 for him. Corey Seager, 8,500. Mookie Betts, 8,000. Nolan Arenado, 7,500. Tyler O'Neill, 7,500 as well. So when you're looking at these prices here, what kind of jumps out to you? I know anything can happen. It's one game. Scherzer, theoretically, on the other side is the more dominant pitcher. But like you said, is is going oppo here with some Cardinals maybe the way to win some cash? Uh, probably, because everyone's going to be on the, on the Dodgers, right? We're all on the Dodgers. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of Cardinal fans and people in Missouri, anybody picking the Cardinals <laughs> to win? Anybody? I haven't seen anyone pick the Cardinals to win outside of those, you know? So, uh, 
it, it is what it is. You could go with the chalk. Trey Turner's been fantastic. You know, I know, uh, you know, our, our boss Cardano and I had a little Twitter thing the other day because it was it was bewildering to me again how the Dodgers acquired Turner and Scherzer for Josiah Gray and uh, Kiebert Ruiz, who are two very good prospects. But shouldn't mm. those guys have just gone for Turner alone? Like they got Scherzer for free as a throw. There was nobody else in on this. It's weird to me. Uh, I, I know I know the trade happened two months ago. Mike's very well aware. But uh, <laughs> just as I said, went through my head again. How did this happen here? So you could go with the chalk there. He's been hot, no doubt. And it gives you a little bit of everything. He might steal some base to get your points, right? So no problem mm-hmm. going with Trey Turner. Corey Seager, also hot. He's hitting bong. Not quite like Tyler O'Neill, but he's hitting bombs left and right. Mookie Betts, great player. And uh, it's so hard not to like Mookie Betts as a person, too. You see the things he's done this right. year. Uh, that that bad thing he did uh, to get the ball in, St- uh, in Cincinnati, uh, wherever it was, for the fan, and then giving a bat to him so he could trade the ball, the bat for the ball. Fantastic. Just a fantastic thing to do that they didn't have to do. So you got to like that as well. Uh, I lead towards JT Turner here, Justin Turner. I think, once again, a little, I, I'm going a little lower on the totem pole here. All right, to get a little cheaper mm-hmm. player here. A guy, I'm just hoping he, I was going to say runs into one. But against Adam Wainwright, you don't need to run into one. He's a he's not a hard thrower. You can hit him. You'll feel confident mm-hmm. going up there. So that's what I'm looking for. A little lower on the totem pole here in Justin Turner. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, DFS MVP predictions here. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to go ahead with Mookie Betts there. Just the overall productivity. He can score points in so many different ways. Top of that order. So many things to like about Mookie. Phenomenal talent. George, where are you going with your DFS MVP prediction? Yeah, it says Trey Turner here. So, okay, I'll go with Trey Turner. I don't mind that. It was actually Justin Turner, but I'll, I'll go with Trey Turner. Uh, uh, I don't you know, mind. all the Turners sometimes they get mixed player. up in the shuffle. They do. Too many Turners, right, in the network, too, when they cover the Braves. Forget about them. I'll take Trey Turner any day of the week. Any day of the week. The man's playing well. He's done He's done this before, right? Been in the playoffs, won a World Series. I'll take Trey Turner. But my guy actually was Justin Turner. The best Turner, by the way, still is Tina Turner, just in case anybody was keeping score at home. What's love got to do with it, after all, George Kurtz? What does love have to do with it? Uh, I want to ask you about Max Scherzer for a second here, too, because um, you were talking about the trade and, you know, uh, we had some good prospects. But Max Scherzer in July, you know, he had one win and four starts. He had a 516 ERA in August, 155 ERA over his four starts in September <laughs> 299 ERA. So once he uh, turned the page to being a Dodger, things worked out pretty well for him. I think we can all agree there. Uh, at Dodger Stadium this year, too, yeah, he is 3-1 and one with a 217 ERA in six games. Now, he has 45 strikeouts and just six walks in that same span. I'm going to ask you this question about Scherzer, who is no spring chicken himself, 37 years old. He's getting close to Wayne right there. What is the future in fantasy for Max Scherzer? Because clearly free agency is going to be out there. Um, clearly Max Scherzer has a little bit left in the tank, but how much longer can you continue to make this kind of investment? I mean, this has been an incredible run, but we have seen at times this season, Scherzer physically have some issues in the past, last couple of years, even in the year that the Washington Nationals won the world series, you saw the back issues pop up for Scherzer. What is the, you know, I guess, long-term slash short-term prognosis here for him? Because I'm sure a lot of keeper league people are sitting out there with Scherzer watching going, what do I do with this guy? What would you do with Max Scherzer? Well, he's a free agent. So I think he's going to get a two-year contract with an option. That's what I expect. He'll take him up until 40. And he'll probably talk in 35-plus million a year. You know, I mean, he, he's still doing it. So you're talking, just for giggles, he had three years, 100 million. Probably all north, north of that. Will the Dodgers be involved? Maybe. 
I don't know what's going to happen with Bauer, but I don't know if he pitches another game in, uh, in Major League Baseball. Kershaw, he's a free agent. I know he's a legacy guy. I don't know if he's going to be back. I just don't know. So you're losing mm. two starters right there. Dustin Mays coming back off uh, Tommy John surgery. You don't know what you're going to get from him next year, if anything. All right? So I think there's a good chance, especially if things go well in the playoffs. Scherzer's back with the Dodgers. They have money, and they've blown past the cap, assuming there is a cap <laughs> next year. There'll be a new CBA right. next year. We don't know if there's going to be a cap or what that cap might be. So many things are going to change. And I don't know about you, Joe. I know Craig uh, gets on me for being Mr. Negative here. I don't see baseball playing 162 next year. And I don't see oh, them playing in uh, April next year. I, think I don't think that's negative. Case scenario. I think that's it's realistic, reality. my friend. It's reality. The f- Speaking of fantasy reality, which we'll get to in a second, George Kurtz, I'm with you, man. This is a reality. I think Craig just doesn't want to come to grips with that fact, but it just, I mean, if we learned anything from 2020 and how much went back and forth just to get back on the field during COVID, I mean, do we forget how toxic that environment was when we were just trying to get back and playing some baseball games? And eventually we did. But I mean, if you think that they're starting on time, <laughs> you have not been watching the Major League Baseball Players Union and the owners for the last, oh, I don't know, 30, 40 years go back and forth over this stuff. Can they afford to? Probably not, but we shall see. But that's a reality, most likely. Perhaps it's a fantasy. We'll see. But we come back. We're going to have more fantasies or realities to decipher here, George Kurtz and I. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back here on Sports Grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. And uh, before we get to Fantasy Reality, in case you missed it, some huge news going on. I know the guys touched on it a little earlier, but I wanted to bring it back just in case you missed it because it's important here. The Bears are going to go with Justin Fields now for what seems like going to be the rest of the season, which is obviously the right move. This should have always been the right move. George, I had circled on my calendar on the Bear schedule that Detroit matchup anyway as being the first game that he was going to start. He started a week earlier. I'm sure Justin Fields would have wished that was not the case after Miles Garrett got very, very, very familiar with Justin Fields in that awful showing by the Bears against the Cleveland Browns. But George, look, this was the future of this organization, but we have to also discuss now the fantasy impact and ramifications of it. And I think what you saw last week was a very exciting offense that could throw the football downfield a little bit more than we're accustomed to when it comes to the bears and that makes darnell mooney i think very intriguing he had a huge game last week he is still less than 50 percent rostered in most leagues so to me if you want another guy who might be floating out there on the waiver wire it could be darnell mooney this week who might benefit the most especially with the injury of david montgomery when it comes to justin fields being a starter what are your thoughts on mooney 
once again, that's what we always wonder when you get a new quarterback going in there. Who's his favorite target? And it looks to be like it was or is Mooney. Uh, that's probably not good for Allen Robinson owners. It may take a little bit for them to get that chemistry together. But Mooney, uh, I might be going right away. So I agree with you here. Now, uh, they're playing the Raiders this week, right? The team you, uh, we think you can throw the ball into the secondary on. Raiders played pretty well against, uh, as far as Mike Williams, had a quiet game Monday night. Keenan Allen, an average game for him. So maybe the big numbers aren't coming here. But you have to like Fields. Once again, we love running quarterback. You said that earlier. The floor is generally pretty high here because he's going to run for 40 to 60 yards. So you start with that. You want to start with a touchdown, and then we go mm-hmm. from there. So this is why we like that. They had to make this move. All right? Yeah. They had to make this move. You mentioned that game against Cleveland. When the other team is telling you, oh, I couldn't believe they didn't move him. Right? They kept him in the pocket. It was easy pickings. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. boy. That's an indictment right there. I know uh, there are some people who actually believe that Nagy was sabotaging him because he didn't want to start him early. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Maybe it was just a horrific game plan. Either way, I think Nagy's gone after the season. I think the GM's mm-hmm. gone. They keep going through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. But starting fields now does give them a chance to save their jobs. If he can be the guy, we all expect him to be. And I don't know about you, Joe. I thought I thought a lot of teams made a mistake in letting him go. Guys I agree. that drafted other quarterbacks before him and other teams that didn't draft the quarterback. You know, that went another direction. I thought they made a mistake in letting Fields pass. And this includes the Giants, by the way, who traded down with Chicago to get mm-hmm. uh, to give them the 11th pick in the draft. Now, I agree with him 100% on that note. Uh, to me, Trey Lance was actually my number two quarterback on my board, personally, after Lawrence. So I thought the Jets made a mistake there. And if they took Fields, I could understand that. Wilson, to me, was uh, definitely the fourth further down that trough for sure. And I'm with you too. I wonder if the giants are going to live to regret that decision too. I know they get a lot of draft picks next year. So one would imagine uh, that they're probably going to be in that quarterback market again, but this is what should happen. You're absolutely right. And the bears offensive line was not good. I mean, if you watch those preseason games, George, and I know you did like I did, you saw that bears offensive line was not good. And you thought, well, if anybody has a chance to kind of make this team better, it's fields. If you can get out of the pocket and then he wouldn't get out of the pocket against the Cleveland Browns. It was just a horrendous choice there. Um, But hopefully something that's in the past now, and the Bears are two and two. The Vikings are not playing great football right now. I think you look at the rest of this division, you see the Packers clearly at the top, but I don't know. know. The Bears might be able to hang in this thing, and maybe they get a little spark here for the team. Certainly they need one too with David Montgomery out. And whenever we need a spark, we like to play a little game here around Fantasy Sports today, and that game is fantasy or reality. Hit it, Brett. All right, well, (laughs) all right, we're going to start with uh, our guy George here because he's our resident Yankee fan, and last night was a tough day for Yankees pitching, but George already knew this, so we're going to focus on 2022. George, the Yankees will get their rotation and bullpen right this offseason. Is this a fantasy or reality? Well, the bullpen's fine. Uh, nothing wrong with the bullpen. So it's something to really uh, work on there. They'll lose a guy or two, you always do, and they'll bring in somebody else. So I'm not worried about the bullpen. The rotation, all right, Severino will be in the rotation next year, right? So that's Cole, Severino. Montgomery's probably still your number five. Uh, Kluber's gone. That was a disaster. That didn't work out well. So where are we going here? Are they going to bring in another big name? What big name? There's not a lot of big names out there. 
Uh, could they <laughs> be a player for Robbie Ray? Maybe, maybe. Pitch in the American League. He's left-handed. They have liked him in the past, but he's going to want some coin. You know, he probably starts off at 4-100, somewhere around there. We'll see where, uh, where it goes at 25 a year. Uh, so we'll see. So do they fix the rotation? You might also have to ask Mr. Steinbrenner there. Are they willing to go past the cap? Is there going to be a cap? Is that cap going to be raised? The luxury tax. So we'll see there. So I guess it depends on what your definition of fix the rotation is. A lot of people want to say the Yankees' problem was the row I was pitching. Problem wasn't pitching this year. Yes, Cole didn't pitch well yesterday. All right, pitched lousy. Red Sox beat him up. The Yankees haven't hit all season long. Their pitching's been fine. It has maybe not great at times, but it's been fine. But they haven't hit all season long. I think it was Joe who said earlier they go station to station. They don't hit home mm-hmm. runs. They don't score. There's some truth to that. When were the Yankees fun this year? They were fun when <laughs> I said I love Aaron Judge, but they were fun when they had some injuries. And all of a sudden, Tyler Wade was playing. Greg Allen was playing, and these guys were running around the bases. They were getting, they were stealing bases, doing hit and runs. That's when the Yankees were fun. Other than that, not a lot of fun. A lot of guys who were they? They were tied with the Royals for the most guys thrown out at home plate this season. I think they led Earth in double plays. All right, they were a boring team. They they weren't fun to watch. And this kind of somebody who watched every damn inning of it. Okay, this is not a fun baseball team for the Yankees. Rotation, I'll say that's a fantasy. You can't really fix the entire thing. I don't know if there's anybody out there truly to fix it. So I'll say it's a fantasy, but it's really the hitting that I worry about more than the pitching. Uh, George, were you just waxing poetically about Tyler Wade? Did that just happen on live television? That's that's He's a exciting. lot. I want to. He runs. He's excited. Only a only a disgruntled Yankee fan who has Judge and Stanton and Garrett Cole would be waxing poetically about Tyler Wade. Wow, that just happened. Oh, look, the Yankee rotation is no different than any other rotation right now in Major League Baseball. You have your guy at the top, which is better than a lot of teams have, and hopefully you get Severino healthy and he can get back to being anything close to what Severino was. You've got, uh, you know, Jameson Tyone, who maybe has a little bit more upside too, um, you know, still trying to work his way back and get his health back. Corey Kluber was a disaster. You're 100% right. But you had to think that was an interesting dice roll at the time. It didn't work out. You move on. You're the Yankees. But, George, you just said there wasn't a big ticket guy. We just talked about him. Max Scherzer, where are the old Yankee pocketbooks? Where are the old Yankee purse strings going? That's the guy who will get us over the hump. Yeah, you will. And you know what else? He brings a little bit more intensity, and maybe the Yankees could use – a little bit more intensity. So, yeah, let's open up the pocketbook a little bit, Yankees, and let's spend some money and go get Max Scherzer, put Max Scherzer and Garrett Cole together. Perhaps it doesn't matter if you're station to station anymore, but that's the fundamental problem with the Yankees. It's the way they score runs, or should I say the way they don't, when they're not hitting home runs. All right, Brett, moving on to the next one. All right, Joe, we'll start with you for this one. The Baltimore Ravens made Tyson Williams inactive right before last week's game. Uh, we're now halfway through the week. Harbaugh said some nice things about him, but really hasn't given us any indication that he's going to be active this week. So Joe, we'll start with you for this one. The Tyson Williams experiment is done in Baltimore. Is this a fantasy or reality? I think it's a reality and it makes me sad that it's over because I think he had some potential. He looked good in the preseason. He looked great in that first game when you were throwing the football to him. And yeah, like every young running back, they're going to struggle in pass protection, struggle with some of the finer points of the game. But there's no way this guy isn't more dynamic than Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell and these jabronis who are 100 years old you're trying to bring in here. 
look, I know Latavius Murray fell in the end zone last week, and that's fine for them folks who picked him up. But you know what? Let me tell you right now. I think this is a mistake. I know the J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards situation back-to-back was about as bad as it possibly can get. But I don't think they gave this kid a fair shot. I think it's terrible, George. I don't like it. Uh, I do think it is a reality, though, they're moving on and they're just trying to just go with the vets at this point, which I think is personally a mistake. But, George, what do you think? Fantasy reality about Tyson Williams' experiment being done. Well, I can't argue with anything you said because you're right. Everything you said there is correct. (laughs) I'm going to say it's a fantasy, though, for this reason. I think Latavius Murray, the season goes on here, is going to wilter a little bit. He's doing nothing other than scoring touchdowns. Yes, he has three touchdowns in four games. So he's getting into the end zone, and that's fantastic. But he's not doing nothing otherwise. 28, 36, 28, 59. Those are his rushing totals. Devonta Freeman, you kidding me? I'm not even going to bring him up. No, no, no. I think what you said about the pass protection was true. There's two ways for a running back to lose his job. You put the ball on the ground and you get your star quarterback killed, all right? And he did that, right? He got Lamar Jackson hit mm-hmm. at least once, maybe twice, and he lost his job. Give it time. Give it a couple of weeks here where they work on that. He starts getting more experience. He picks it up. I think it's a fantasy to go in the second half. I don't think they'll have a choice but to go back to him, all right? I don't think Murray's going to be anything spectacular here. The two veterans, forget about it. So they'll have to go back to him. That being said, fantasy-wise, if you need to move on because you need a player now, I get it. You're one and three, you're mm-hmm. 0 and four, you can't wait. I think this is the second half of the season play once he gets that experience here. But I'll say it's a fantasy for that reason because I'm not impressed with anybody else they have. They're going to have to give him another chance eventually. Yeah, I agree with you, George. And before I go back to Brett, one quick note about that too. He'll be hitting a lot of waiver wires this week. On Sunday, pick him up for free and stash him on your bench if you have a spot because those other running backs are old. And one thing George and I know, the old guys, they don't get up in the morning the same way. Trust us, we know. Just saying, there's a war of attrition in the NFL season. You can get a cheap running back for nothing. George is right. Maybe the latter part of the season, he kind of makes a rebound and shows us why they were high on him in the first place. All right, Brett, last one. Fantasy reality, what do you got? All right. Well, I hope you guys have seen Billions, but I'm a big fan of this show. And unfortunately, Damian Lewis tweeted yesterday that he is done with the show uh, for the time being. It's always possible he comes back in a guest role, but he was one of the main characters, Bobby Axelrod. So kind of in the way of The Office, we're asking this question. George, we'll start with you. Damian Lewis leaving Billions will end the show. Is this a fantasy or reality? Now, I haven't seen Billions. It is on my list of shows to binge. Probably the next show I might binge here. I'm just going to go with experience here. Since I haven't seen the show, I don't really know how big a PC is of it. <clears throat> how many, <clears throat> excuse me, how many shows can we it's name? It's very emotional right now, Where? George, about this leaving. This is choking this is up, lot. man. I'm it's okay, up. George. He's George, leaving, it's man. okay. I know Damn you're very emotional leaving. during these times. It's okay. Take a How breath. many shows have we seen where the star left where the show continued and was any good? You may get another season out of it, and then it, that's it. It's just not worth watching because you watched it because that guy was in it. Right, that or that girl was it. That's why you watched the show, and now he's gone. So no, I'll say this is uh, uh, leaving billions on the show. I'll say yes, this is reality. It will end the show. Wow, George, that really hit home for me. Craig Mish isn't here today, and I am, and I, I don't know if the show's going to be here now tomorrow after Mish is not gone here for <laughs> one whole show. Jeez, this is a lot to take in. I, I don't watch billions, so I got nothing to uh, to say about this. But I, I will say this: Game of Thrones killed off everybody, and that show was great and stayed on for eight seasons. So you you can survive, but the trick is to kill off the characters and bring in new ones. Uh, But 
don't kill me off. I'm a good character here on the show. We'll be right back here on Sports Grid More FSD right after this. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to Fantasy Sports today, especially my co-host George Kurtz for putting up with me for two whole hours. And of course, Brett Levy for stepping in when we need him the most, as always. And of course, the whole LTN crew for making this show always possible. But we ain't done yet. Before we get out of here, it's time for a little Sports Grid 60. George Kurtz, take it off, buddy. All right, so the Yankees, their 2021 season is done. Uh, listen, I'm the first to tell you, Yankee fans are spoiled. All right, we are a spoiled bunch. And what I mean by that is, let's face it, if you're under 30, you have no idea what not making the playoffs is like. I mean, really, what if they missed the playoffs once in the last 25 years? You know, it might, even, it might even be that. Uh, so you have no idea what it was like. I do remember where just making the playoffs is a big thing, right? You made the playoffs. Wow. You go for it from there. Now we're, we expect that. Playoffs, okay. Are we going to the World Series? You know, are we going to the World Series? And this year, we would never. the Yankees were never going to the World Series. All right, they just weren't that kind of team. I think they would have gotten wiped out by Tampa Bay anyway. Joe and I were talking earlier. There will be changes for the Yankees. All right, uh, Luke Voigt, you're gone. Kluber, gone. I don't think Gardner will be back. They're going to find more money to spend that elsewhere. Sanchez is what the Yankees all hate, right? Gary Sanchez. I'm not so sure he'll be back either. There will be changes in Yankee land next season. All right. Speaking of changes, how about the change of quarterback there for the Chicago Bears? It's about time we committed to Justin Fields. I understand you want to be careful. You don't want to shake the kid's confidence. But look, the kid's confidence was shaking to the core a couple weeks ago when you had to play him against Cleveland. Once you had to do that, all bets were off. So it's time to turn the page. The question is, will there be enough time left in the season to save Matt Nagy and company? The answer, probably not. But they are 500 and anything can happen in football this year. Everyone's going to be a winning team or a losing team with that 17-game schedule. We'll see who the Bears are when all is said and done. Again, I want to thank everybody for joining us here on the show today. And, of course, all the Sports Grid crew for all of their support here. Love it here. Uh, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for George Kurtz. I'm Joe Pizapia. We'll see you next time, kids. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.